So right now, you're gonna, everybody's going to receive a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. Um, Natalie's really good at this, and she's not here, so this is good. Um, Eli is going to teach everybody how to draw a bird today. Um, and so as he's doing that, <laughs> um, Porter's going to read to us about birds in the Bible. There are a lot of scriptures about birds in the Bible. Can anybody give me a story about a bird in the Bible that you know offhand? Ravens. Ravens. Uh, yep, the dove. Big ship, big boat. Right? What else? Any other birds in the Bible? Sparrows. Okay, we're going to hear about that one. What else? There's another big one. A whale. Quail. Quail. I was going to say, first of all, Nikki is a whale. Got it. Quail. Okay. Oh, somebody else said what? Brendan, and we know this one from Lions. Eagle, right? Okay, so everybody got a piece of paper and a pen? We're getting those. Oh, they're going to get over to the other side. Did you guys get pens over there? Can you grab some paper and help him pass those out, please? Thank you. You got paper but nothing to draw with. Who has the pens? Okay, sorry. Technical difficulties. Kent, which one does this fit in? This one? Yeah, I think Okay. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, too, that when your Sunday school, because I asked the Sunday school class to do them, but when your Sunday school class consists of the King kids, and they're not here. So... shows his artistic ability in drawing a bird, I would like to tell you a few stories of the birds in the Bible. There are many different stories that have been told in the Bible about birds. I'm going to reference two. The first one is in Matthew 7, 25. Okay. So it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life important, more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds in the air. Are you drawing? Yep, go ahead. Start drawing. Here we go. Okay. Um, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. 
and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? He needs to be using a magic marker, but we can't see it. You can't see it? Do you have a marker? No, no, I don't. Do I have a marker up there somewhere? Shopping. Sharpie. Shopping. Shopping. We have shelves. Okay. You have to go quick because we're... I'll just trace over Okay, I'll trace over that. Quarter. Okay, wait, I'm not done yet. Okay. Talk louder. I need to finish up here. Okay. All right. So, and who, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And some of you guys can quote this verse with me. Matthew 6.33 But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Okay. Jesus tells us that just as God takes care of even the birds of the field, He will so much more take care of us. Not only does God not want us to worry, but He wants us to fully rely on Him. In Isaiah 428-31, the writer Isaiah tells us that when we place our hope in Him, He will cause us to soar like eagles. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of, of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So remember to, to the birds of the field and be like eagles in the sky. Awesome, thank you. Okay. So, kids doing their songs now. Come on up, girls. Come on up, guys. We're going to do John 3.16 and I want to go. Remember John 
negative, I want to go deep. Okay? So I want. Now, boys, do you know the motions to this? Right? Spread out, guys. Come this way, Mara. I'm come in the front. We can't see you. Come on. I'm spread out front. Very good. Okay.
do. <laughs> Death was arrested because he lives, amen, no longer slaves. I surrender. Death was oh. arrested. Alright, there we go. We haven't done that in a while, so. Was that for God? Yeah, I think so.
visuals from that? From that song? Can you picture that in your head? When Jesus arose with our freedom in hand? Can you see that? That is so awesome. That's what I like about working with youth because they're very visual. Um, and they have to see things played out. Are we dismissing to junior church? Yes, no? Half of your kids are here anyway. so um, it, It's very visual for them. They have to see things played out. Like we can sit here, most of us can sit here in a sermon and listen to Dan. And it's great that he brings his little antics in. Kids sometimes have a hard time just sitting still for 20 minutes, even five minutes sitting still without either playing on their phone or doing something else. They're very good at multitasking, except for the things you want them to do, like clean your room, do the dishes, take out the trash. That's something that they don't multitask with. But they're good with visual. And so I want you guys to visually see how they interpret things. So we're going to do a bunch of object lessons today, about four or five object lessons today. But part of the object lessons um, involve volunteers. So I want to remind you, um, of a song, because there's a hymnal that most of us grew up on, correct? We grew up on the hymnal. There's a song, number 302 in your hymnals, if you want to pull it out. You can kind of read along the first verse with me. Once you get it out, number 302. We're going to look at this. Number 302 says this, as a volunteer. A call for loyal soldiers, or participants, comes to one and all. Soldiers for the conflict... Will you heed the call? Will you answer quickly with a ready cheer? Will you be a, enlisted as a volunteer? I'm not talking about those Tennessee volunteers that, you know, they lost last night. Anyway, um, a volunteer for Jesus, to do object lessons, a soldier true, others have enlisted, why not you? Jesus is the captain, he will never fear, we will never fear, will you be enlisted as a volunteer? So we're going to get some volunteers today on some of these object lessons, so I hope that you jump up ready to go. Let me tell you, there's some good stuff up here. You might get a pumpkin pie. You might get to have a nice mural. Oh, you guys already volunteered for the pumpkin pie. You might get some toothpaste. You might get a $20 bill. But I'm not going to tell you which ones they are. So when they ask for volunteers, you might want to be ready to go. So um, first we have uh, Porter is going to talk to us about how... When we have God's love, um, how to be a Christian sponge. Can anyone tell me what this is and what it is used for? Sponge, soak up water. A real sponge is a living creature and is able to absorb water. It does not have a nervous, digestive, or circulatory system. Instead, most rely on maintaining a constant water flow through their bodies to absorb or obtain food and oxygen, and to remove waste. So it is a living filter system. We use man-made sponge to absorb water, messes, and etc. Then discard them into a sink bucket. A sponge can only either hold dirt, clean water or dirty water, not both. You can start out with clean, but once you start absorbing dirty water, the rest of the water in the sponge becomes dirty.
We as Christians are called to be like sponges. We fill up, absorb on God's word, and then we share with others. This sharing can be seen in our actions towards others. We first need to get rid of the dirty water, sinful nature, out of our lives. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get out of your way. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get out of your own way. All, all the time. Repetitive, lonely, uh, loneliness, oh, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzies and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show, religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all consuming yet never satisfied, once a brutal once a brutal temper and importance to be loved, to love or be loved. Divided homes and divided lives. Small-minded and lopsided pursuits. The, the vicious habit of a, uh, personalizing everyone into rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions ugly priorities of the community, I could go on. This isn't the first time I haven't warned you, you know. If you use some of your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. Then we will fill up with clean water or Christ-like characteristics. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that the fruit appears in, a, in an orchard. Things like affection for others, experience about life, uh, sincerity, we develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction, a uh, basic holiness, permanence. Permits, things to and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing it to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. You're going to demonstrate the dirty water and clean water? How it absorbs? So. <coughs> you can't really see the water's dirty, but. Yeah, this one's dirty and this one is clean. So you read, he read Galatians, um, which was the fruit of the Spirit, and how we have to be absorbed into the clean water. You kind of caught that. So, all right. Thanks, Porter. All right. So next we have Isaac. Am I allowed to call this No, it all seems here. Okay. All right. So I'm going to slip clean. 
Can anyone tell me what it's useful for? To eat. To eat. Okay. This time of year, most of us like to use it on a nice piece of pie. Would anyone like to come up and try a piece of pie? <laughs> Eli. Yeah! <laughs> Alright. I'll get you this pre cut piece of pie. Oh. <laughs> it's a winter great. Take a bite. I didn't get a picture. Don't, don't eat it all. Oh. <laughs> I mean, unless we want you to cut Taste another piece. Bite. Yeah, okay. Mm. Wouldn't that be better to see what Oh, load it on there. Load it on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see that. <laughs> okay. Am I good? It's just like God's presence and in our lives. A lot of people have good lives. Just like this pie. It's good, but it's so much better when you add God to it. And just like we put this whipped cream on our pie, we need to spread God's love. Those people who do not have God in their lives so that they can see for themselves how much better it is to have God in their life. I'm going to read John 4, 9-12. This is how God showed us showed his life for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever but if we love another, God dwells deeply within us, and His love becomes complete in us. Perfect love. That's all I have. Okay. I'm going to have a piece. <laughs> yeah. Did you want a piece too? Yeah. Because it's God's love, right? So, so here's the thing. Thanksgiving Day, when you're cutting your pie, you get as much whipped cream as you want because it's sharing God's love, right? <laughs> Alright, I believe Kai, you're next. Alright, we're going to play The Price is Right. Can I get two volunteers? Jen? I'll get Jen and Johnny. Alright, first item is great value, great value. How much do you guys think this costs? Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Three three dollars. Three dollars, okay. The prices. Where's it at? <laughs> it should be the very first one. Okay, it's 228. Yay! Yay! Alright, your second item is Taylor Swift concert ticket. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> How much do you think those are? How much do you think these are? Have you ever felt like you've been completely torn apart and worry and doubt? What about dirty and nasty, like some of the things in your past you can't seem to let go of because of how strong, how wrong you were, they were? And you don't feel no one can ever see you in any different. Here's the thing, no matter what happens in our life, God does not see us as any less than He has made us to be. Let me repeat that. God does not see us as any less what He made us to be. He made us to be His chosen people his new creation, his child. No matter how the world sees us, is how God sees us that matters. We're his special treasure. We're read Exodus nineteen five through six. If you'll constantly listen obediently, so what I say and keep my covenant, out of all peoples you may be my special treasure, the whole earth is mine to choose from. But you are special, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. This is what I want you to tell the people of Israel. Chris. Yes. Can I keep this? Can I clean it up? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Carter, you're up next. <laughs> What do you guys think the dirtiest job in the world is? Sanitation worker. Yeah. Coal miner. 
Is that what you said yesterday? What did I say? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever had hands so dirty that it took several times washing for the dirt to come off? Yeah. I'm going to need a volunteer who doesn't mind getting their hands a little dirty. <laughs> an adult. We need an adult volunteer. Okay. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about sin, we think sin as being dirty. What are some sins? Shout it out. What are some sins? Lust. <coughs> Murder. Lying. Cheating. Greed. Hang on, he's got to get a pen that writes. <laughs> what else? Greed. Not obeying your parents. Thank you. <laughs> Hatred. Stop me. Lying. Country music. <laughs> Are you writing country music? Yes, I am. Take that off. When we sin, our lives become dirty. But when we have Christ in our lives, His blood has covered our sin and make us clean. So what is this? <laughs> so this is the blood of Jesus right here. <clears throat> and we wipe the blood of Jesus on this woman's arm. Ephesians 1, 7 through 8. Because of the sacrifice of Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. For our free people, free of penalties and punishments, chopped up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely, barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need. That is it. One 
So, I need two volunteers. Does it have to be adults? Yeah, I want yeah. to be adults. Okay. Karen? Okay. Karen? Brian? I saw Brian stand go up. Grandma will do it. Carol, come on up. Come on. Let's go. She's a voluntold one. Oh, yeah. A voluntold one. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. Put one right there and one right there. Spread yours out here. Okay. So try to, whoever gets it out of the, like all the toothpaste on the plate, and out of the bottle first. What? Squeeze the toothpaste out of the plate. Go, Carol! Go, go, go! You got that. Take a pop. Here's one. I Ugly. Okay. I can. What, what's that? You're worthless. 
You worthless. I hate you. You're a chicken. Donut. Okay. Okay, that's good, Mark. Okay. So. <laughs> um. Um, people say things to us all the time that upset us and keep them inside. But when they continue to build, eventually they hurt us deeply and damage us. Let's do some However, when we have Christ in our lives, um, in our lives and people speak negative words to us they are not as effective because of Jesus in our lives then when people speak kind words to us shout out some kind words and yeah shout out. I love you you're amazing you're beautiful you deserve it all you're amazing, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Ohio State's the best <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, so. You're precious. Your tells us how powerful our tongue can be.
It's likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets a whole course of one's life on fire, and itself is set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce, produce fresh water. Reminder, your words have a powerful choose and wisely. our part of the worship service so um, if you stay with us we're going to sing some songs to close it out thanks guys thanks for the youth for doing this um, because he lives. Amen.
Where's Porter, Isaac, Eli, Mara? Come on up here for a minute. I think they're having some I think they're eating that pumpkin pie. <laughs> Eli, you didn't do a very good job finishing it off. Come on up here. Okay. I think so. What are we doing, huh? Just wait. You, I think you ate that whipped cream, all of it, didn't you? No. I will, though. <laughs> Is she not there? Okay. All right. She's coming. She's coming. Were you eating pumpkin pie too? No. Okay. Just checking. I don't like pumpkin pie, so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, this is why I do the things that I do for the youth. I love working with these guys. I know Joan and Nikki, you guys can attest. They're all different kinds of spirits. The, they have all different kinds of personality, the way they see things, the way they view things, um, what they say, how they say it. Um, it just brings a lot of joy to my life, and this is why I've done it for a long time. Um, probably, I'm guessing close to, I was Hallie's youth leader, so we're guessing probably 35 plus years. I enjoy doing it. This is my life. Um, I do this because I feel I was called by God to do it. Um, and so that's why I do it. I do it for these guys. And I'm sure Nikki and John, you can attest the same thing. It's our job to, to grow our children. I mean, it's parents' job ultimately, but for us here in the church, they're teachers. We have a responsibility to teach them um, God's way. Um, and it's very important that we do because this world is so ugly in the way it views everything. Um, so thank you for the parents for trusting me with your children. Although sometimes we get in trouble. Um, for <laughs> I know all of them are relatives except for poor Eli. Um, I, yeah, I can adopt him. Okay. Um, but thank you guys. I, I really truly appreciate it. Um, like I said, I love doing what I, I do, I think, because it helps me so young. Um, to feel young um, and just to see it through their eyes. I love that. I love that vision of theirs looking at God through their eyes because it's so pure and innocent. Sometimes we put too much stuff around God that doesn't see him to the way that he really is. So we need to look at it through a child's eyes. Let's go to God in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for uh, the youth that we have here at Troyview. God, that you have entrusted us um, to be their teachers, that you have entrusted us um, to te teach them your ways, to teach them the stories of the Bible, where you show your love, where you show your grace um, through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, it's my prayer that each one of them here will come to a loving, nurturing relationship with you and your son, um, that they will accept him into their hearts, that they will grow in him, that they will build a foundation um, on your word, that they will be able to speak your word and speak it freely without hesitation to their friends, to the people that they are surrounded by, that, that you will recall to memory some stories, some verses, that when they are in trouble that they can say, um, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength that they can say um, to seek first the kingdom of God, that they can say your, your word is a light into my feet and a lamp into my path. Um, God, we just love you and we thank you for those things. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your teachers um, that you have given us here at Troyview. I know I've grown up with some of the best. Um, and I just thank you for the way that you work in our lives. God, I see great movements happening here in this church um, and in our community. And we give all you, you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.